0: This is golf subpar with Colton Drake
1: coming out the gates with a bang. Johnny sat down with us for about an hour. We got into a lot of cool golf stuff uh, playing Tiger woods over in Paris at the, at the Ryder cup. That's a pretty cool. Story he gets into that. And you also get a little behind the scene. you know, you get to know John Rahm a little bit better in this interview, I think than you have in some other ones. Cause he's, like I said, he's a guy that can be easily misunderstood. If
0: you're just catching the highlights at the end of the tournament, he uh, he opened up and shared some really cool things. He was, like I said, I became a bigger John Rom fan after after this interview.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people will. He was he was great, and uh, this is a really interesting interview. So let's get to it right now. This is subpar with John Rom. We now welcome on our debut guest to the Subpar Podcast. He is ten time winner on tours across the globe. Currently the number three ranked golfer on planet Earth, or as they say in your native tongue, Toto el Mundo. John Rom, welcome to the Subpar <laughs> Podcast, my brother. A little Espanol I uh, got in there. You know what I mean? I'm bilingual. That was good. That was good. Makes <laughs> me miss my, my, my thicker accent. Exactly. You can feel free to use that tonight. So <laughs> we don't play around here at Subpar. Coming out the gates with a bang. Big dogs only. Johnny, first of all, bigger accomplishment. Beating Tiger in singles at the Ryder Cup in Paris or being the first guest on the Subpar Podcast. Both big. Take some time if you need it. Mm -hmm. God. The silence says it all. Think about it. I'm I'm
2: try I'm really trying to say something sarcastic, but I just just they're both so an obvious. honor, be honest. It seems so obvious honor. The podcast is obviously better. The right? fact
1: the fact that there was even a little bit of a delay leads me to that's a
0: that's a win for us. <laughs> and Tiger, we will get Tiger on here at some point. He come, we'll ask him the same we'll ask, yeah, yeah, we'll
2: ask him. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That, that, that he'll remember that much. Or we can ask him once
0: what's want. worse, losing to John and the writer Cup, or, or not being, a, being invited. <laughs> or being on this sub- podcast. Yeah. The fact that you're having to sit here and
1: do this podcast. That's close. It is close. That one's actually close. No, it's not. But John, you're winning events all over the globe one of the best golfers in the world but the big news of late personal life stuff recently Mm -hmm. married tell us a little bit about the the nuptials dude congratulations thank you uh i mean what to say uh i got lucky to find kelly
2: when i did in college uh i will definitely not be the person or the golfer i am today without her because she Mm. uh in many ways helped me out uh and and i got lucky because but a lot of people struggle is finding somebody who gets the process of practicing and getting better right when it comes to golf uh it's it's a very selfish sport there's a lot of decisions made just for you and she needs to get that and as an athlete she understood and and follows along and helps me out a lot so i got lucky in that sense and, and then it's a great person right i mean you always try to find the, the one person that compliments you and in my case it's, it's so great that you know it makes me want to be better to be as good as she is in that sense so it makes me a grosser person as well uh, and if I keep going, I mean, if it wasn't for her, I'll be about 375 pounds by now, for sure. <laughs> the way I ate in college. Uh, what else? I mean, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, not like I'm the skinniest man in the world, but you're fine. It's, uh, it's still, you look great. You know, I it, think you look it, it was very great. Good. It was great to find her, and then uh, it's great to be married now. Uh,
0: and she's way hotter than you. Yeah. Yep. That's always a you Definitely, definitely out reaching that for one. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely reaching high. I got lucky. You he answered did. that question like she was sitting in the room with us. <laughs> that yeah. was incredible. She's going to love that. She'll definitely listen. I never lie. She lied. will love that. She no, will love it. How but, was the wedding, though? You did it in I'd Spain, right?
0: know a little bit about the wedding. Yeah, Obviously. give us, yeah, give give right. us some
2: so info. We're actually having two uh, uh, because of families, right? I mean, not everybody can go everywhere. So we did one in my hometown in Spain, in Bilbao, in, in a church. I grew up going with, uh, with my grandma in Spanish. is Basilica de Begonia, which the church itself could be older than the country we're on right now really uh yeah hmm. i mean for i mean based on you know establishing as a country for sure it's probably it's closer to the time that where the where the us or america was this, discovered i always right? thought we so. were the oldest country in the world you're we weren't okay yes yeah, no. sorry so all right. good so in Learning. that sense you know it's got a lot of history it was a fun day a lot of my family i'm a family who flew over some friends uh for people who don't know i'm from a rainy part of spain more like seattle portland uh, it's not all sunshine like people think so we got lucky it was a sunny day that's an omen. Windy as hell, though. So, like, her veil and everything was flying all over the place. The pictures were a nightmare because everything, you know, I was holding her veil, taking the pictures. Like, if you see <laughs> me, my my arm behind her back, I'm literally holding the veil so it doesn't fly off and, like, pull her head back. <laughs> it's it, it's it, it's a great day. And then, you know, true Spanish night, right? I mean, started dinner at, like, 7 and finished at whatever. Finished early for us at 5.30 in the morning. Oof. That's, getting after it yeah that's awesome well huh? we had the party and then we went out to the clubs with some people so like it was oh the clubs yeah
0: what, what are the clubs like in
2: spain compared to america oh uh, complete yeah. hole in the wall I mean, really is this door you don't even know what it is and you basically walk downstairs and know there's a club what time does a good club get going in spain two three in the morning oh
1: man this is where it's at you got You're a nap it it's like,
2: like vegas 10s. midnight so, like vegas. so usually you, you sit down at a table maybe at 10 you have dinner you have a couple of drinks and then when you finish, you know, at like one or midnight, you go have a few drinks at the bar because bars are open there until late. And then you actually go to the club. Wait, Wait you big, are you a big on.
1: dancer? Oh, I don't know about his dance. Are yeah, you, but are I'm, you, I'm confused by his dinner at 10 p.m. Yeah. yeah, that's like young. That's young man stuff. Oh, well, I never did. Right. But that's if you're going to go out, that's are what you, you do. Man, that's young. man. I mean, if you have dinner at seven by three, it's all yeah, you know, digester. Right. It, you're going to get drunk really quick. What's the music like? What's your dance? Rate your dance on a one to ten. Do you get? Are you getting? Okay. Out there? Are you sweating? Like you come off the floor, like yo, I need some water. I just went after oh, it for shit. an hour. I'm 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 letting my I'm hot blooded. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: gonna be sweating no matter what. <laughs> You're a sweater, I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> big sweater. Shit, it's uh, okay. What are the standards? I'm um, you know American white man standards. Yep. Yeah,
1: i that's what me and Cole. Sp- that's the only way we <laughs> exactly to judge Spanish
2: it. American. You know Spanish. The Spanish
1: guys, uh, white Americans start at a two. <laughs> Spanish guys started at six, so where are you on the and then ten no, is like it's
2: hard because I'm not a practice dancer. I got rhythm and I'm I'm a trendy dancer. You know, if there's a trend dance, I'll do it. I know how to do some things. You know, I, I know how to salsa very little, a little bit, very basic, and a few other things. Uh, I just I feel like the best way I can describe it, I just got rhythm, so I can I love, the music along. I would I love love, I would love, love, to love to see that. But, I can <laughs> say the best way I can explain it, my hips do separate from the rest of my body, so I'm not a stiff board hips don't lie is
1: what
0: oh, exactly shekinna, mm-hmm. <laughs> i love it so obviously you met kelly over here in america at arizona state when you came over here you spoke very little to zero english how the hell did you communicate with her and convince her to actually go out with you? it's a good well, question we started going out senior year so I had oh three, so you learned
2: okay. well we actually met freshman year at a halloween party an a track and field party because she threw javelin for asu and uh, i was i was already a few deep <laughs> And my Good. English wasn't the best because I've been here for two months. Uh, it was better than people thought, but still not not great. Uh, and I was in the line for the drink for the drinks, you know, typical. Party. Right. And she was on the line there, thinking she was in the line for the bathroom, so she was already a few in. And uh, we had a whole conversation that she doesn't remember, and a conversation that didn't understand anything we talked about because perfect. I it's didn't know what was going on. And smile. So that's how we met. That's <laughs> exactly how this, this this thing started. Uh she was actually, what's is funny, she was a replacement ref costume. You know, when that thing with the NFL was going oh, on, yeah, yeah, she had a ref costume, a walking stick, a blindfold, and she was throwing random flags at everybody around oh, the Oh, I like it.
0: that's creative. That's
2: a good. Yeah, it was it's funny as hell. Now that I get what it is at that yeah. time, no idea what football was, no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Who's this to crazy me, bird throwing these yellow,
0: this yellow cloth all around the club? Yeah, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> so coming from Spain, obviously you're a very talented junior golfer. Where besides ASU did you look to go? Well, or was there any, anywhere else? I was actually
2: committed to University of San Francisco, and that was about as extent as my college recruiting goes. Good choice, backing out on that. By way. Hey, by the way, college well,
1: coaches do better. Yeah, do well, this is better. the thing: that
2: we don't know that they can't contact you. Like, you have to talk to them. Right, a, like, and
1: a U.S. coach, college coach,
2: sees what you're doing they in can't Spain just they go, can't reach out to you and say, hey, come here? They can't just go to a high school player and be like, hey, I want, they can't, I don't know, whatever NCAA rules. They can't do it. And that's what we thought. And the only reason why the University of San Francisco happened is because I was playing uh, European under-18 championship representing Spain in the qualifying section. And uh, I, I saw a guy with a San Francisco shirt. My grandma had just been in San Francisco that summer, so I started talking to him. Huh. it was the head coach and because i initiated he was allowed to talk to me so i just said a few words and uh, i was in the eighth hole he followed me the back nine shot so 600 in the back nine on the match play portion spain ended up winning we won the tournament i didn't lose a point and shortly after i get an offer and and that's how it happened uh it was also they were it's uh i don't know how to say this word in english is it jesuits jesuits Jesuit? Yeah. yeah like a catholic yeah yes. and my family, they're they're big in in where I'm from, you know that Catholic part and that Catholic aspect. So my grandma was really pushing for me to go to San Francisco, uh, but they made a mistake with my age and they wanted me to sit out a year in Spain. So since that was the only option I had, I was going to stay in Spain for a year and then go 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 to University of San Francisco. But meantime, there's this guy called Ricardo Relinque who worked for the Spanish Golf Federation in the U.S uh someone involved with tpi and helping college players or people get in better colleges and a better offer than what they can get on themselves and at that time uh, there was a guy from iowa state trying to transfer to arizona state which seems like such an obvious thing to do yes right? he iowa- ended up backing out so asu had a spot this was in may and he told uh tim mickelson the coach at the time hey tim you should look at this kid i was top 15 no one ranking at a time wanting to come uh never met me never saw me play never did anything you just trusted and offered me a scholarship how does a
1: top 15 kid in the world not have boatloads of college off op- that seems like like know. you went through the recruiting process you recruited never, everywhere like how 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 does,
0: how does that go just Every, unnoticed like, like there's if you a kid in really, Spain that's really yeah, good if you don't play much in like ajga and stuff like, exactly you, really i notice. never
2: came to the states so the only way for them to see me was to come over there and see me in the British amateur, British boys, and those European events. That's the only way, but if they never came, they would never So know. you
1: came to ASU sight unseen, never seen it, didn't know did what I, it was I did, about. So I what, you, it could have been Arizona, could have been Arizona State, could have been yeah. Northern Arizona. You didn't I, know the difference.
2: I didn't have time for an official visit. I had to do my SAT and my TOEFL, which I barely passed, right? My English exam and all that barely made it. I actually made it by one question. Had I gotten one wrong in the SATs, I would have made it. And
1: Colt, too. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the case for a lot of
2: them. Clearly, ASU was my place to be. Uh, And then. (laughs) You're valedictorian at ASU, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea what anything was. Like, you could tell the only universities I knew from the U.S. are, you know, Harvard, Stanford, big academic schools that you see in movies. When it comes to college golf and all that, I had no idea. It wasn't until afterwards where I realized the Spanish strength that they had over there, right? So, I mean, you had a lot of great female players, Azara Muñoz, Carlota Ciganda, that played there. amí Jiménez, who was there at the time, and he was a great college player. Then you have Alejandro Canizares, who played for them, and that was going to be the next the next male. And uh, they had such a good careers there. I mean, national championships, conference, and many things that I thought maybe that was the spot to be. And then, plus, it was sunny. So I was like, well, that makes sense. Sunny yeah, and warm. I'm going to leave this rainy, cold place that I live in, in Spain, and uh, let's go practice. And... And that's how I was. I came in and I came in with the school year already started because my visa got here late. So I just got in and, and, and started school.
0: Did you know from like day one, your goal, like was when you came to ASU, was your day one goal to be on the PGA Tour? Or was it just, let's see how good I can be and see what happens?
2: Oh, God. No, I mean, my goal to be one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world, started way before okay. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: started when I was about 13, 14 when I committed to it. You mentioned that you 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 passed the test that you had to your English portion by one one question. And I've heard this in, in different outlets and things like that. But is it true that when you came to ASU, one of the ways you learned English was you're a big rap guy. You listen yes. to rap songs. Is that true that you learned, like, whether it was regular English or slang or whatever, that was your way of like, hey, this is how I'm going to learn English. I'm going to turn on Lil Wayne and, and see what happens.
2: Yeah, I didn't learn English. I learned a lot of slang. Let's say that because. <laughs> If I, were, if I were speaking based on what I learned, I would have gotten in a lot of freaking trouble in school. In yeah, English I know people. Um, people that
1: grew up in America that listen to a rap album not understand 90% of it. So for a person that doesn't speak oh, I never English, did. Like, what the shit are they talking I about?
2: Just, I had to like the beat because I had no clue what was going on in the song. <laughs> and right now, I, st- I still have trouble to un- Like, if I listen to Amigo song, I have no idea what they're saying. I have to look into it. And that's how it all started. I got curious about what they were saying. And some of my teammates would have every rap song basically memorized. And that's how I did it. I just, you know, I wanted to be able to rap and rap the fast parts with them. And, and, uh, it didn't help me learn English. It helped me, it helped me with the process of thinking in English. It helped me with, uh, being able to process faster and keeping up with conversations and being able to pronunciate a little bit faster. And, uh, it was basically a great enunciation tool. Like, you know, like it it really just helped to be able to, uh, to talk a little bit better, but I didn't learn English
1: that way probably came in handy for that first combo with uh kelly though huh and throw a little bit of. no i started (laughs) off a
2: little bit after it was a few months after when i actually started getting into this and the first song i learned was backstreet freestyle by kendrick lamar that's the very first song i learned i memorized the whole thing had no clue what he meant no clue what he was saying and a lot of it i missed a lot of part of the culture and the background of hip-hop and what they really are trying to uh to say right so uh, a lot of it makes more sense now than than it did back then that's cool.
1: It's we like, might get, we yeah. might get you maybe possibly to, to spit a little, a little verse for us here after well, the show. Yeah, we'll just to that. see
0: Well, we're going to test these skills. Yeah. Yeah. yeah little we'll little save bit. that for a yeah, little we'll bit later, but but I've heard later. all about it. I want to yeah. see it live. Okay. So you, you, obviously had a you know superstar college career. You won 11 tournaments, which is second only to Phil. Mickelson best best right-handed ever to play. You're the best year. right-hander <laughs> by far, just barely ahead of Jeff Quinney, but definitely the second best ever to play at Arizona state. Um, you're number one amber in the world, won the Ben Hogan Award twice. But what kind of relationship did you have with Phil in college and like what kind of role did he play in in your golf game? You know, uh Tim don't get mad at me for this,
2: but he it was a heck of a recruiting tool for Tim <laughs> to be his brother. Cause you know, we heard a lot of things that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> so uh I actually met Phil when I was in San Diego once. With TPI, because with the Spanish Golf Federation, we used to go to TPI and, uh, and, uh, and, out of, and basically by meeting Dave Phillips, who's, uh, who's my swing coach now, uh, he was good friends with him and we played matches. And I played my first match against him sophomore year and I played basically one every year after that. And uh, that's the relationship we had in college. Uh, I, w- I got really close with Tim. Tim became basically my father figure in, in the States, you know, somebody I could talk to and help me out a lot. Uh, he has some stories. If you ever have him here, which you should, he can tell you a few that are pretty funny that I'm not going to talk about because it's uh, a little embarrassing to talk Wait, about. Wait, he
0: gave me – so he, I talked to him earlier. He gave me one, and I said – Oh, you talked to him? I talk, oh, <laughs> you're smart. No, no, we no, come prepared at something. I know. I, I'm pretty sure I know which one it is. No, no, no. no. You, I don't think you will. I just – I reached out and asked him actually something serious. I said, when was the first time you realized John was going to be a superstar and how good he was? And he told me, y'all, your freshman year, you all were in a tournament at Pumpkin Ridge – up in Oregon <laughs> and y'all play and you get finished and you're like man this place is easy all cocky and confident you go out and shoot 76 mm-hmm. correct hand him the scorecard and, mm-hmm. and he's like huh thought you said this place was easy you go out and fire 76 and huh? he goes and you said don't worry i'm gonna go low and then you proceed to shoot 65 66 the next two the next two rounds and he goes that's when i knew the kid really had something special yeah
2: pack two of preview i had no idea what conference was either like it was a yeah. plane yeah Shot, a, yeah, I ended up finishing second by one shot. I heard all about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he I said, said that, that a pretty lot pretty in good. my college career. Ah, but I shot easy. 77, 78 the next two. Days. Same <laughs> with this place, dude, wait till tomorrow, coach. I'm going to go low as shit. And what then was 80, 79? But you know what? Don't right, talk You just absolutely.
0: immediately say, this place is hard. So yeah, the dude, they, they do change it. Bad, it, it just well, changed. I I don't think, at
2: that point, I had a couple funny ones with him. Like, at that point, I couldn't express myself that well either. It's just not that it was easy. I was just feeling comfortable, you know? Like, it really felt like being in the Northeast. It was like being back home. So, like... It really, it really felt like uh, like I was playing at home. That's I kind of what I meant. Like I was comfortable. Not that it was easy. Although I did play really good after that. So it was, yeah. I mean, it's still not easy. No, it's a hard golf course. No, it's a very good golf course. Yeah. It's an
1: incredible joint. Really? You mentioned your, the name of your swing instructor. You seem like a guy that like doesn't really get caught up in mechanics and all that stuff. Do you actually like you mentioned? That you work with somebody. How often are you seeing them? Do you guys really do work? Because like when I played with you, you, you're like, nah, dude, I don't, I don't really work on anything. I just kind of go play.
2: Not that often. Maybe three times a year. I mean, when I go to San Diego, I play with him and we check. It's. Uh, I don't. I'm a person who built who who really understood his swing early on. So my first coach, my um, you know when I really checked, I started playing good, his name is Eduardo Celys. Uh, and I still go back to him if I need things. I'm still at home in, in that small ass range where I grew up. People would not believe what that place was. Uh, he really made me understand my golf swing. And he always told me one thing. It's like the golf ball would always be the professor for you. Let it be the teacher. If it's working, it's working. And then uh, if not, you know, he taught me how to think about it. It's like, okay, the ball's going right. Why is it going right? Cloudface face is open. Okay. Is it starting online? No, it's starting right. So the path is still inside and the clock face is open. It's just basically deductively thinking and being able to come up with a solution and be able to hit it,
0: you know, See, a little bit better. And yeah. that's so different than, oh. like, most of the young guys mm-hmm. out on tour and the young guys coming up. Everybody is so mechanical and, you know... Oh, you know, I hate it. You, track man you watch these all this stuff. I mean, the track yeah. man, Track man's, track great man's tool, fine, but, obviously. like, the mechanical stuff... Track man's needed to know how far you yeah. hit it, yeah. But you watch these younger guys coming up, and, I mean, they have four or five people behind them at all times, and he's yeah. one of the most got, just feel-related guys I've ever seen, and it's it's awesome to watch. I mean, you just... There's no panicking about your golf swing. You just go out and play. I actually have a rule uh, on tournaments.
2: There's nobody from my team, no matter who's there. If Dave's there, if, uh, if my trainer's there, my therapist, a physical therapist is there, it doesn't matter who it is all week unless I ask. The only one that can be there on the range or on the golf course is my caddy. That's it. Unless
1: I ask, I don't want anybody else there. I don't that's need That's great. It. I love that. Yeah. That's incredible cuz you you mentioned it. you see these entourages behind you they has got their physical guy, they got their swinging guy, they got their mental guy. they got everybody there. It's like how many chefs do you need in the kitchen, you know, to make yeah. a meal? Like you don't need it. And you saying that, you know, you let the ball be be, be your professor mm-hmm. or be be your instructor. That's a great. That's a great analogy, but does that help you self correct on the golf? Like, hey, the ball's going right. I'm yes. missing it right. You're not like, oh my God, I got to finish and see my teacher, as opposed to like, hey, dude, on the next tee, I know what it is. I'm going to fix it on the next shot.
2: That, that's why that's a key to my consistency. That's why I'm so consistent, all throughout is because I know, like, uh, you know, you're not always going to hit it perfect, right? You just got to make the best with what you have. And I understand my swing and I know how I'm missing. Obviously, there's sometimes where, you know, all hell breaks loose and you can't really don't feel. But for the most part, I can figure it out to maintain certain. Uh, you know, certain score and certain result and be able to pull the round through. Uh, I mean, you call, you know, how many times throughout the year you actually say, you know, you play around and hit it perfect.
0: Yeah, not very often. Sometimes, <laughs> I've never done how it. How many
2: times through tournaments, <laughs> actually? You've, even even when you when you are playing really good four days, out of those four days, you're going to have a stretch where you're like, okay, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. So just being able to, you know, what well, my dad calls survival golf or survival swing of just keeping it in play or just something that works,
0: it's is what I do. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're one of the best in the world. So, I mean, your goods, obviously really good. But the reason you're so good is because you're bad is very manageable. When you have a bad day, you're still getting it around maybe a couple under par, which is huge. And the thing I love hearing you say is I understand my golf swing, which a lot of people I don't think do. But that's also why you're number three in the I world. I like old school
1: dudes had this mentality, right? Like your yeah. Trevinos, these guys, they understood their golf scene. They weren't trying to be perfect on the camera, trying to be perfect technicians. They were just trying to go play golf and know what their ball was doing. You seem, seem more like an old school throwback as opposed to these new kids who are like all into every position being perfect and doing all that stuff. I haven't changed my mechanics, my swing, since maybe eighth grade,
2: ninth grade, something like that yeah approximately it's it's been the same for so long
1: that's a good way to golf very good way to golf well it's just you know it's one and it works i mean why would you why would you change anything if you were exactly 76 every round but i got to do something different this ain't working Mm -hmm. but when you're doing what you're doing why if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah and it's crazy because at that time a lot
2: of people national coaches not my swing coach but some coaches would actually try to get me rid of that boat rest (laughs) Right. Something that at that time yeah. was panic. Now is what everybody's almost looking for.
0: That's what everybody. Yes. So It's, it's crazy thing, yeah.
2: how how things go. Like I was just doing that. They were like, you know, the way I learned how to create power by using my hips is basically what created me to have that bow wrist to hit a fade. And it's basically what's, you know, what's made me so consistent to hit it like that. It's crazy that at that point they were so focused on try to have a perfect swing
1: did your pops golf you mentioned he's called it like your pops called survival golf did he was he the one that got you into it was he a big golfer is he kind of well, that's the reason why you started playing
2: my yeah i mean my my family nobody in my family anybody had even stepped on a golf course really knew what golf was until my dad started playing and my dad only started because of a group of friends uh was in southern spain when the Ryder cup was going on in 97 and they said hey, let's try this thing and my dad's like eh, you know that's it's not for athletes and that keep in mind and that time, my dad was into free rock climbing, um, not parasailing, but paragliding. it's oh, that's a little different. Yeah, uh, free skiing. So like, him and my mom would like hike the Mont Blanc, put the skis on, and hike and free ski down. Uh, and no things, lifts,
1: just hike up. No, no strap them up, on and throw. And put them on and
2: you go down and like. They were into things like that. So obviously golf was not on the radar. Colt so, so what you're saying
0: is me and your dad have nothing in common. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pretty much.
2: Yeah. So uh, he started playing. He fell in love with it. And then he started playing. My mom started playing. My brother started playing. I was a little young at first. So they would pick me up from school and they would go get the golf list. And I would just sit and watch. Uh, like my mom says, sometimes I would eat something. Sometimes I would take a nap. At some point, you know, we're all curious as kids, right? So I just picked up a club and
1: started hitting it. Dude, yeah, that comment. Eat something and take a nap. Love that. that's what. I, that was mostly <laughs> well, my regime. So, I still do that. You know what, you what dude? About? I was gonna practice, but I'm gonna eat something and take a nap. I gotta refresh the batteries. Dude. Yeah, gosh, I can't go out eyes. there on e. I can't go out there on e. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in Spain a lot of people have
2: that. Uh, like Sergio's dad is a head pro. Olatheval's, uh dad was you know worked maintenance on the golf course. Sevi's family lived on the golf course. Friend, like their, his brothers were caddies. I feel like a lot of people have that story related. I mean, in my case. No, none of us had any clue what it was it's, yeah it's speaking a of,
0: speaking of Sevy, did you get to spend much time with him or ever play around the golf with him?
2: No he by the time I could understand who he was and what he did, you know uh, not that cancer howard he kicked him, but he wasn't feeling that yeah. great. he wasn't playing and shortly after it was in cancer kicked him but he's so.
1: the, like the your I, uh, call it idol or whatever yeah. He's the guy you look up to in the game yes. of golf and yeah. to try to like say that's the standard that's that's kind of what I want to be
2: yeah, very different ways to play the game obviously yes i love them (laughs) very very different ways to play the game i mean between him and i i mean very very different yes the the charisma that sevi had the way people gravitated towards him the way they followed him the way he entertained people is what i love and i try to copy you know because at the end of the day we are playing and we are entertainers yeah right and people pay ticket and they're there to watch you perform so you know i try to you know that's what i try to copy a little bit from him it's hard because he was very unique but uh, he did so many great things at the same time how golf grew, not only in Spain, but in, you know, around the world, thanks to him. Right. I mean, when he started playing golf, there was I think 10,000 people that had a license to play golf. When he retired, there was 350,000. So, uh, because of the Ryder Cup in Spain that he had a lot to do with, I started playing golf. So that's where I go more towards. I try to put it up on myself to grow the sport of golf in Spain and as much as I can just, you know, because it's my duty, you know, just for the people in the future, hopefully, Someday some kid can say that because of me started playing golf and doing great things. I mean, that's why we have a junior event in Spain now. Um, not many people know about it only been two years. But, uh, you know, starting to do some things and, and hopefully grow the game. Hopefully we can start at some point, you know, having the junior event here in the
1: U.S. Yeah. Speaking of some of these great Spanish players that you're talking about. One of the things that I've noticed is that all of them that you've mentioned so far, Sergio, mm-hmm. Sevi, all have great nicknames. Sergio is El Nino. Uh, Sevi was El Matador, and now you're here. You are the next guy in line to take over the, the Spanish throne. You're kind of the, you know waving the flag for the Spanish people. We need you need a good nickname for you, and I feel like no one's come up. I call you Spaniard from the movie Gladiator, which I think is a phenomenal name. I, like I don't it. know if that's too broad. Like, hey, dude, I'm Spaniard. You Know, like, that's representing the whole country, hey, dude, so, but you're I'm the guy Spaniard. right now. Spaniard, <laughs> I think, is the name you got to roll with. Do you like Spaniard, or if you don't, <laughs> you need a nickname going forward that people are like, you know, Sergio El Nino on the back of the hat. I remember when I watched him at the Masters no, when haven't. he was a kid, I was like, El Nino, he's my
2: favorite. Okay, you haven't seen my hats lately, then. Well, they probably haven't focused, but Rom,
1: what do they say? Rombo, yeah, Rombo yeah, with the, an H of my last name. I, ju- I think that's too generic. Yeah, I think I think I we think need something. Come up with these something. are hot, these are <laughs> too hot Spanish names. Okay, and they're all Spanish El Nino, El Matador. You need a Spanish. Spanish name i'm here right now to promote spaniard for I'm you. A, okay. after russell crowe and gladiator who is the baddest man in the world i they're one of the best movies of all time agreed uh
2: yes i'll leave it up for whoever's listening hopefully yes. journalists are listening there a bunch of them are i you think could, we're gonna come up with something you spanish. can come up i'm scared of what you two can come up with but if it's a spanish one come up with something spanish Spaniard. And we'll is see if spanish. it works
0: spaniard it is works. spanish spaniard is spanish, spanish. <laughs> spaniard is, is a spanish, it's, not spanish, spanish. It
1: it's english but it's you are well, the no. Spaniard. Well, you're, you're, you know it what I mean? I'm
2: from Spain, but that's amazing. Exactly. It's not
1: Spanish. But that means you're like the whole, you embody the whole nation. I think that's a pretty good name, dude. What do you think? We'll work Spaniard. on it. Spaniard. We'll I work think it. next thing is going to be right. El so Spaniard. we're going forward, El rough Spaniard. draft. El Spaniard, El Spaniard, El Spaniard is Spaniard. the next thing, right? El Spaniard. Yeah, I, okay. that's, that's, <laughs> that's officially Spaniard. Oh, no.
2: I mean, if somebody comes up with something I like, yeah, so far I like Rambo. I mean, I know it's not Spanish, but based on my name, is not the most Spanish name in the world. It ends in a vowel. El Rambo.
0: El <laughs> yeah, I like that. Perfect. You just add a la or an L in front of it, immediately yeah. Spanish. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about your PGA Tour career so far. Obviously, you're still very, very young. You've won three times, Farmers Insurance, American Express, and you teamed up with Ryan Palmer to win the Zurich. Mm-hmm. To this point, would you say you've overachieved, underachieved, or kind of right on pace for what you thought you would be in your career?
2: Uh. So I would say maybe underachieved on the PGA Tour because I've had great opportunities to win other events that I wasn't able to. Greatly overachieved on the European Tour.
0: Greatly overachieved. Wow, that's yeah. so. What's
1: you know. the difference between playing? Like, is that's... it
0: harder to close out here,
1: or is it different, or is it the courses over there that suit you better, or that you you know suit your eye more? or Is it's, there any
2: difference whatsoever? It's a bit of both, right? I mean, there is a little more depth. And I know Europeans are gonna hate this, but there is a little more depth of players in the PJ tour, right? I mean, there is especially the count that I choose to play, I try to go to the bigger events. So that's there's just more people that are gonna you know have a chance to win in Europe. They're all quality players, right? But not everybody who's up there, you can see a name of somebody who's not experienced or is brand new and maybe is not used to that stage. Now, luckily with the Rolex series events, you get a little bit bigger stages now. But you know, I think a lot of people obviously are trying to gravitate to play uh more of a pg tour schedule and and that's you know those big events here is what makes it a little bit more difficult to
0: win okay Got that it. makes Got sense it. makes yeah. sense So, like you said you you play obviously a very strong schedule the biggest events and all that which event other than the majors because we all know you look forward to the majors the most which event would you say you look forward to the to the most each year phoenix oh yeah it's hometown hometown best uh, by far i mean tournament i
2: want to win most besides majors really it's just, I mean, being an ASU guy, uh, yeah. you know, been here for seven years, love the golf course, love the atmosphere, love the environment. I've been Fans, fortunate enough you. to win the Spanish Open, right? So it's kind of like being able to win my second home open. So that'll be, hmm. it'll be it'll be really cool. Uh, there's many others, though. I do love the the uh, the Charles Robb Invitational. I love Colonial Country Club. Yeah. It's a great golf course. Uh, fortunately, I can't play this year. I wish I could. Uh, there's many others throughout the year that are great. Obviously, I love Tory uh not only because i won there's just a great golf course love pebble love la basically i love the whole west coast swing i'm gonna say that and then throughout the year uh, there's many great ones you know i used to want to really win in akron just because of how good of a golf course it is and how good of a tournament not possible after playing in memphis because of what St. Jude represents in the city and what they do, it would be a really cool one to win as well. Uh, but it really, besides everything, I would That's really an, love to win. It's winners. an
0: incredible tournament. Have you ever met done a hospital visit there? I have not done a hospital You've, visit, phew, no. It'll change everything. It's incredible. Well, Tell I, did, I did.
2: So my, the tournament I have in Spain partners with uh, something similar. It's a okay. foundation that uh, manages a children's hospital in Spain. And I did a visit like that before winning the Spanish Open this year. And it truly is life-changing. It yeah. is. It makes any problem you have... So small. Yeah. Anything that you think it's a problem in your life makes it, it just seems so insignificant. You know, you have a completely yeah. different outlook
1: on life. Yeah. Yeah. It's very well said. It could change your whole perspective on that. But you mentioned the Phoenix Open. What do you got planned? You got anything special planned for 16? I know you've trotted out the Rombo jerseys. You've mm-hmm. done different things. What are you gonna do for the people on 16? <laughs> for the people. For the people for the dude. people. No, it the, is the people. The, the personas. Do it for personas. The jersey I do it for me. Uh
2: There is something on the works and it's not up to me. Does it involve the gladiator mask? And You're wearing it while you You've told for me the this Spaniard. years ago. It's a great idea, I, dude. If I could, it would. And oh, I would okay. gladly grab the mic and just yell at you, not entertained. Yeah, are I would you, love that's to. That's
1: exactly that. it, dude. And they'll chant Spaniard. It'll be a whole thing, dude. That's where Spaniard gets launched. <laughs> I that's know. where Spaniard gets launched in I the stratosphere. I, I would love to. It's just, I can't hit it with the mask on like that. I you mean, just got to practice
2: a little. You know. can hit it, way,
1: you hit it with anything on. By the way, you hit it to 30 feet, make a part, no big deal. Move on. You can still win, dude. As good as you are, you still win the thing. There is
2: there is actually something on the warship on in my sponsor. Oh, a
1: little secret reveal for the 16 you don't have to reveal it right now but you got something in the works for 16 yeah no it's not up to me oh i love that uh, so okay. if uh it's we won't up even to ask you if they do it at, i don't know if i'm gonna be the only one doing
2: it uh because they sponsor more than one athlete oh okay got you so hopefully
1: uh, it'll be really cool you know for people in the stands they're gonna like it okay it. that's good i'm looking forward to seeing that here in a couple of weeks serious golf question right here I'm going to ask you, as of right now, and you cannot answer yourself, okay? I'm eliminating you from saying your own name for the answer to this question. I'm, t- I'm taking away that option. If everyone on planet Earth, everyone on the PGA Tour, European Tour, shows up to an event, everyone is at the top of their game. Everyone is playing the best they can possible, possibly play. They go out and play, and everyone plays to their top of their potential. Who wins the golf tournament? Ooh, I like everyone's this. the best you can't say you yeah. i'm taking you away because i know you're self-confident you would answer yourself i got that and i'm going to just assume that you would okay. answer you but Let who me besides ask you
2: 100 percent of the capabilities
1: right now right now current day because otherwise it's tiger but exactly mile. that's it you're uh, right yeah present a, day per, present day a random event i'm that's not going to say so like the hard. masters or the u.s open I, but i'd if,
2: actually i to say i would actually that answer really depends on the golf course
1: oh do you want me to pick one I'll pick one I, and you pick one. I feel like one. they'll be different. Like, okay, you, yeah. You, Let's each pick a card. All right, course. I'm going to pick one. Everyone, you're out. You're not included. You're not in the field. You're like me. You're like Colt. You're not on the field. Masters. April. Everyone shows up, plays the best they're Masters? possibly
0: capable of playing. Who wins? I would say Rory wins okay, by, that, by, yeah. a, by a margin. Really? Okay. Yeah. And who would you say, Colt? I, I mean, still Tiger's the best around you there. You think Tiger so, right now, I think right now Dave, he's he played his best? His game is... I would get really good. I right would have said what he's. It's no, just out one. there.
2: So I mean, he has
0: demons there.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. He's playing his best, the best golf he can play. We're not talking about that's demons. Well, that's what best, best talking about that's demons that's
0: go away, that's
2: what know, but it's top. there. And he, I mean, yeah, I guess
0: if he plays his best. You're right.
2: Like it's, just, it's just. I mean, the way he hits the ball and that draw, it's just hard yeah, to beat there. I mean, I feel like think about it. He's playing perfect. He's hitting every part five in two. Probably hitting it close. He's. It, I mean his best he would be somewhere in the 20s on their par if he's playing his best okay fair enough okay a golf course
0: course that doesn't suit any type of player tpc sawgrass for the players that's Mm. a that's a a hard one yes yes that That opens up a whole array questions here
1: right (sighs) i asked the fluffers
0: so So now in that case you need to go with somebody
2: you need to go with somebody who's more accurate not that rory's not uh, now it's when other names come I mean, up. i did win
0: there last year <laughs> true yeah <thanks laughs> very
2: for that, versatile player yeah uh you're not in the field it's hard that that one's hard that could i could say it's anybody's
1: it, it's hard. Like, that, that golf course, you know... It, I it's feel like pretty... that's a better one for Tiger than the Masters, honestly. Really? Because I think the driver is the one weak... Like, to this day, the weak, he doesn't no. drive at it the it, weak level. He's driving it better
2: now than he, he is. has. He's, he's driving it better
1: than better than he has. But not as good as a Rory his or, problem, a, or a DJ on top of his head. His hand. problem right now, besides back pain and how he can
2: move, I would say, is he used to be the longest header by far. Right. Right now... Because of how things have evolved, this people hitting it so much farther than him. Exactly.
1: Because, That's yeah. why I think TPC is... But he's like, still one of
2: the best iron players in the world. No, he's still the best by far. Exactly. So I've, TPC... Anytime we go do a photo shoot with Taylor, I May, mean, he whoops our ass with irons. It's really? not even close. What do y'all do? Like some sort of combine or something? Well, the, last year, I think it was, we did a thing where we were in Florida in a part three. And they had a couple flags and Tigers picking shots. And I mean, not even not even freaking close. The ball flight, the way he changes and, and how accurate he is is not even – I mean, you can't compare. None of us get close. Really? That's, to this
0: day, right now, current day. No, that's cool to hear, it's by the really really cool. way. That's really cool to hear. I thought another cool thing It just shows how much Tiger has changed in mm-hmm. the last few years, the fact that TaylorMade was able to get him in a onesie for the for the christmas ass oh yeah man. yeah yeah i mean, uh, he, we, we all can, had love. he was great yeah tell us a little bit about i mean you how did they convince all y'all to get up in a onesie i guess they write y'all check that's how went. <laughs> that's exactly what <laughs> that's exactly i tell you how it went yeah. well
2: it's for people that think it's it's photoshop it's not good okay i like hearing that like, it's like six in the morning six thirty. it's like we're all we're all eating we're having a coffee and you see the, the 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 racks of clothes that we're gonna wear throughout the day and we all see a onesie and we're like Oh, is yeah. this a joke? Yeah, right? like, <laughs> they didn't tell you beforehand. Like, hey, no, wear a they not tell you. We're we're, do this. What we're all thinking is, we hope we're not doing the midday, and I hope we're not swinging because it will be hot as hell in Florida to do that. And uh, no, they told us it's a Christmas card. Um, we actually, I thought, I'm like, oh, that's actually a pretty cool idea. That's funny. You know, funny. nothing better than seeing Jason, Lee, Rory McElroy, Dustin Johnson, Tiger, me, and, and Morikawa and Wolf just in a freaking onesie, putting ornaments <laughs> in a tree and just Rory sitting down like a little kid. Like, this. it was,
1: I thought it was so funny to see. It was yeah, great. It was
0: great. That was one of the best it was great. things I've seen from Taylor, made. I
1: loved it. That was good. All right. well, the things like that, does that make you like, Obviously, when you're on the golf course, you want to you want to beat those guys. You want to kill those guys. Yeah. They're they're rivals. They're competitors. Things like that. But when you do things like that, is it like, hey, we're all boys. It's cool. Does it make you like closer with them, kind of yeah, competitors I mean, and things like that? When you're doing things, not hey, I'm trying to rip your face off right now. Yeah, you share an experience.
2: I mean, it's it's pretty cool. You know, you get to talk to them and and to me, it was eye opening the first time that Tiger was in one of those and Jason Dave was just going off on him like completely, really just joking on him and on him and being pretty. The Tiger funny take it or it.
1: Tiger fire back.
2: Yeah, Tiger's a little more quiet. I think we all know that if he wants to, he can win any argument. I mean, all he's got to do is do that. Right? It, exactly. So it's like he can basically just get it done. But uh, it's just funny to me. It was eye-opening like to see, you know. I mean, he's a human being, right? But it's just... It's, yeah, but he's still Tiger Woods. Exactly. That's, you don't. Yeah.
0: I'm like, dude, he's, he's Tiger. respect him. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, don't talk to Tiger. All right, let's talk a little bit about Tiger. So your first Ryder Cup was 2018. Mm-hmm. You got paired against him in singles and yes. took him down. Give us a little little glimpse into what that was like. I mean, what was like even the night before, when how, you, much, how much time? We were I don't like? know. I mean, Forever. But even the night for before, unlimited yeah, amount of time. Planning. So did it, you sleep well? I mean, how was the morning? Like, Oh, what I, was the first I, I, like?
2: I slept great. Uh, sleeping wasn't a problem. It was more, I find out at 7 PM. I'm still at the golf course, uh, waiting for the shuttle. And I see, I knew I was going to go on the first four. And obviously, just looking down, right? I mean, you're hoping you don't see some names. Like Justin Thomas was playing great that week. I wasn't, right? You see other players playing great that week. And I see, you know, okay, uh, Rory, JT, oh, great match. And I see Paul Casey, Justin Rose. And I look at my name and I see a T. And I'm like, it's either Tony <laughs> Fina or Tiger Woods. And I see it. And I yeah, see the W and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> I'm like, the guy had just won Eastlake. He's lost all his matches. So he's probably pissed off and wants to win. Yeah. I'm not playing good because I was feeling so bad. I had just gotten my wisdom teeth out. I was weak as hell. I mean, it was terrible. You
1: got your wisdom teeth out right for the Ryder Cup?
2: Oh, a couple days before East Lake. You gotta talk to your dentist about that, dude. Like we gotta Well you know who, you, you know who advised me to do it. Who's that? Oh, he's a member at the same club we're members at. He played with him the other day. Stowe? Stowe? Yeah. Oh, oh, our okay. local dentist said you you're listening
1: to the good doctor Dude, He's no, probably he has... loaded up on the US to win the Ryder Cup. Exactly. He's going to do everything <laughs> he can to ruin no, you. No, no, no. He, I actually, oh I actually had, I had an infection in
2: Boston playing with like a 103 fever oh. because of the wisdom teeth that were just coming out and he got infected. So I had to get them out. I mean, if I'm playing the Ryder Cup with an infection, it's bad. And I was <laughs> That's just incredible because I didn't have solid food until like the Thursday or Friday of Eastlake. So I was just catching up. So like. I see Tiger, and I'm back then. I'm like, oh boy. And Kelly sees it, and everybody's like, dude, great, you're gonna play amazing. And they're like, you, you serious? Like, I was really intimidated by the moment, you know, like first ride I got, first single. Yeah, that's a big um, task. And um, so basically, right away, I call my mental coach. Uh, we talk about certain things, how I'm gonna approach it. Uh, and then while we're uh, talking, I talk to. Thomas Bjorn and, and Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood gave me some great advice, a lot of confidence, and Thomas Bjorn promised, probably gave me the best advice. He was telling me how, well, something we all know, right? I mean, Tiger really capitalizes on the mistakes of his opponents. He's like, he's not going to miss a shot. He's going to make every single putt. He's just going to wait, you know, play easy, hit on the fairway, on the green, and wait till you make a mistake, and really capitalize on that. It's like, you need to beat him on his own way, in his own game. And I'm like, Dude, I can't hit
1: the fairway. Oh, play perfect. Thanks for the advice, guy. Yeah, it's
2: like, yeah, you can't miss. And I'm like, cool. Well, uh," so I really started thinking on my swing, what I could do and the strategy. And I'm like, okay, I think I got it. Went to sleep, slept great. The next morning, the 30 minutes to the golf course, I talked to my mental coach the whole time because I'm like nervous. I'm shaking. I'm like, this is right. It's it's a big stage. And while I'm warming up, I'm like, I try something. I'm like, let's try to see if this helps. And I'm with like a three iron. I'm a hybrid iron, absolutely flush it. I'm like, that feels good, I'm going to do it again. Flush it, grab the driver, flush it. I'm like, okay, I think I'm onto something here. And, uh, you know, the nerves or the panic went down big time. So I was like, you know, uh, if I can hit a few good, I think I'm comfortable. And then the one goal I said to myself that day, I was like, you know, I'm just going to play like he's not even there. I'm going to act like Tiger's not playing. It's just me against the golf course, trying to play the most organized round possible. And uh, that was hard to do on that first tee because, man, I mean, you have 10,000 people. You're standing next to Tiger, they there chanting their, his name, too, because it is Tiger Woods. Yeah. He just won for the 80th time. It was, you know, a big <laughs> moment. And uh, he tees off first, hits it in the fairway. I try not to really, you know, think about it because it's a narrow fairway, and I hit my shot. Best shot all week was that that iron on the tee. Was, and that, and would I you golf. say that
0: first tee was the most nervous you've been in golf? Oh, by far. I'm really? Not even close. Lots not even
2: yeah. close the best way i can explain it you know you know when you're a kid first time you're thinking of asking a girl out or telling them that you like her you're complete panicking
1: <laughs> i love that this right? is right this
0: is the analogy perfect Com-
2: complete panic right yeah. i mean you remember that feeling you're like oh my god what if she says no what if it is what if it that yeah. and i'm there like what if i hit in the water what if i fit in the rough? what if i do this what if i lose and 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 uh, imagine that times a hundred and uh obviously applied to golf but like that's a <laughs> panic feeling that's a perfect analogy <laughs> perfect. i've got so
1: many chicks that i was pretty positive we're gonna say no and i was nervous but i don't think it would compare yeah. to what i was feeling against tiger woods on the first well, day and, and that's Ryder Cup.
2: and the whole day like <laughs> even with all that i just i acted like he wasn't there completely like ignored him never looked at him never did anything and uh and, and i mean i played pretty much perfect uh the only bogey I made was
1: 16. It was after a faulty three putt. But uh, so, besides that, it was just a solid round. Is that, that really one helped. of your biggest accomplishments? Like when you look back on your career, right now, you're still super young, obviously. But is that like a thing that jumps out at you? Like this is the highlight of my career, or no? Or is it like winning this tournament was the highlight? But because that's as a it's kid so, growing up, that like watches Tiger Woods win every single event. Now you're squaring uh-huh. off against him head to head. It's so got to be something that registers. It,
2: it is so different to to anything. Let's just say match play is different to any stroke play event you play because it's one on one, but the Ryder Cup is so different. Uh, it's by far, I would say, the most fun I've had at a golf course. I mean, so that, that moment on the 17th green was by
0: far the best. I remember feeling. watching it. Dude. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious, and I don't know if you'll share it or not, but you, you hugged Tiger after you beat him and you said something, and I know he said something back. Can you share what I was what crying? You said? Really? So, I mean, you know, I make that pot and yeah. I just explode all the things. I
2: have inside i just go off and for other reasons uh that that moment was special and you know it was when i turned around and i see tigers coming towards me with his hand uh, out you know after i hug Adam, him and i'm like dude I'm, I'm so sorry like you know like for the reaction like you you know it was such an honor to to share this match with you like you know uh, i'm sorry but i'm glad you know i was like you know like i'm glad it was against you like you know like, again i really apologize for the reaction like dude don't even, like, you deserved it. Enjoy it. Like, he was really oh, like that. Oh, that's awesome. That's what while he I said. Was, yeah, was yeah. like, said. dude, don't like, enjoy it. Like, it's and while I was crying. That's incredible. Yeah, you can't see me cry, but I'm literally, I'm holding, I'm just. Oh, dude, that's, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, this it was, the guy. You, you grew, that that yeah. was the most special moment I'll ever have in a green, probably almost ever, just because of a lot of things that happened. People don't know this, but after a three-pot, you know, I have that pot to win, and I'm thinking about it. My grandpa had just passed away in August. My grandpa was by far the biggest fan I had. And the first thought that comes to him was like, man, I wish he was here to see me for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. And then I think I'm like, you know, I know him. he's probably up there wheeling this ball in for whatever reason. You know, he made me hit that driver straight for sure. And that wet shot. He's probably even, you know, he was. A little bit of a, he would like he liked to mess with people and after Like he probably liked to mess with me enough to make me miss that putt in sixteen as well. <laughs> uh, but I'm in that moment, and you know I always have my routine where I hit a couple of practice shot, uh, practice putts, and do a practice swing. Sorry, and I step back to look at my line again and, and fixing a point. As I step back, some guy in Spanish yells, "Just do it for Sevi," and I'm like, "What Sevi means to me." And the writer come on there like, "Oh my god." Yeah. You know, you can't add any more yeah, to yeah. this. Yeah. And then I'm like, I think, and I, I get a moment of calmness and I'm thinking you know, Sevis out there, my grandpa's out there, this is going in, like it's destined for it to go in and I go in as calm as I possibly could be in that moment. I hit it. I don't see it go in. You see the reaction I'm celebrating before that balls go in, goes in. It's the coolest moment I'll ever have in a golf course, probably ever. I don't think you can compare it with just the level of emotion. And that's why the reaction was the way it was. It's just because not because of the Ryder Cup or everything. It was more for my grandpa
1: than anything else. Damn, that's, that's Dude, I didn't know we were gonna get cool. so deep in this. No, I love no, that's all. Well, things that people don't cool know. Yeah, people no, that awesome, have never heard why, that story That's why. Then I see Tiger and I start crying like, oh my god. <laughs> and he was really cool. He said, he like, was hey, so cool about it. That's that's yeah. really cool too, because obviously he wants to win a point. And he wants to yeah. do what he does for the U.S. But and all that. But he understands what a big moment that is for mm-hmm. you, a guy, a young kid that's grown up probably worshiping tiger woods like oh, yeah. most guys your age do you know all of us did growing up he understands that that's a huge moment in mm-hmm. your life and he's not trying to you know he get i mean I th- he take away from it. that at all he's been there too right i guess it's
2: just yeah he's had so many moments i think he's he's probably what's your
1: relationship well. like with him now are you guys cool you guys joke around you guys hang out or, or is there still like I, a I haven't been able to hang like? out with them uh
2: because i live on the west coast i mean see all these people in the east coast do spend more time with them uh but I haven't really. I mean, still enough to joke around and miss around, but not. See him not in a, a onesie. You're yeah. one of
1: the few that's seen him in person in a onesie. True. Know? Who knows? I mean, really, that's what these kids are. Tell him to bring back Mac Daddy Santa. <laughs> Mac Daddy Santa. <laughs> that that was the picture for the ages, bro. <laughs> That's the one. I put well, that if on my he, Christmas. If Taylor mate,
2: Taylor Mate here's this. Well, you guys have an idea. Mac Daddy Santa needs to be back. That would be pretty cool. Tiger has a Santa and we're asking for a present. You know, or, like, or oh please Santa,
1: little... Santa, let me, you know, <laughs> yeah. let me win this event. <laughs> please, guy. Yeah, exactly. Y'all can be his little elves. <laughs> exactly. True. Well, that's an unbelievable story, man. That's really cool. I hadn't heard that. I didn't I didn't know the no, reaction. I, know I didn't know, know what you guys said and all that. That's that's really cool that mm-hmm. you would you would share that with us. Um I got one last real golf question for you here. Um, serious question. Fast forward 25, 30 years from now, whatever it is, you're retired from golf, you're looking back on your career. How many tournament wins or majors won would it take for you to be totally content, happy with your golf with your career? Being like, man, I don't I don't regret it. That that was the, that was the best I could have done. What what's your expectation level, I guess, as, I, I as wouldn't, you're so young right now?
2: I wouldn't put it on wins because obviously I'm gonna say as many as I can. Uh but Much like Kobe Bryant said once, I'll be satisfied if every time I practice and every time I go out there, I say, you know, I've done a hundred percent. If I give it my hundred percent on everything I do for golf and all the decisions I make, I cannot say I wasn't satisfied. If I truly competed to the hot, you know, highest percentage of what I can practiced as hard as I could and really dedicated to my craft and what I wanted to do, whether I win more tournaments or not, I've done all I can. I can call it. I can say I'm
1: satisfied. Yeah, that's a cool way. That's a cool way to look at it. No, no numbers. I need this many majors. I need this many wins. Just everything I do, I'm gonna go all the way in, and we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, I seen right now. I'm focused on major number one, and you know, we'll go after that if I ever get there. <laughs> that <laughs> leads there... me leads me to my second last question of the day. <laughs> if you were gonna predict which which major suits you best, or where you will win your first, where is it gonna be? It's hard because only one of them is in the same golf
2: course every year, so I think we all feel comfortable there because at least you get to know the golf course and how to play it. Uh, the other ones, it really depends, right? You have the Open that can be so different. But you've been so good in
1: Europe, you think it's you think it's Open Championship, or do you love Augusta? I, have, I, I, I mean, if
2: I had to choose as a European and as a you know lover of the game, the Open would be the highest honor for me to win. Like Claire Jagan being called the champion golfer of the year could be the coolest and the highest honor I could win. Uh, with
0: a close second being the Masters, that walk up 18 at the Open Championship, there's Target nothing nice. like it. That's got to be the coolest thing. thing. Yeah. Like
2: if you're walking down there and you've won, like Shane Lowry in Ireland this year, I mean that could have been oh. the highest honor an Irish player you can ever get.
0: Yeah, he's. If Tiger doesn't win the Masters, that's the coolest moment in golf last year. Yes, like Correct. by far. I think. Yeah, yeah, and and the, I mean obviously the way Tiger won too, that was really yeah. unique. But I mean for Shane Lowry to win in his home country. In the way one won was Buy just, a bunch. That walk had to be the coolest. He probably just... He
1: could never play golf again, probably, and be like, I'm totally fine. Yeah. That was... The, it will never get higher and than And he knows how to celebrate. Right he gets yes.
0: amongst it. I love him. Yes. All right. So one of the things kind of throughout your career that you have had some criticism for, and it's your fiery attitude, personality mm-hmm. a little bit. What do you say to the people that criticize that? Is Do you just say, that's me being me? Have you ever tried? Have you tried to work on it? Do you think it's ever going to change or... No, I work on it.
2: It's, it's a work in progress. You know, it's for people that don't know and can't and don't experience, you know, what it is to compete at the highest level and have that to work with. It, it's hard because at the same time, it's not something that's damaged my performance in my game. It's helped me play better. Right. Just being mad is something that helped me make that birdie on 18 against Tiger. Being mad is what helped me do a lot of things. getting angry, not mad, like angry at some point. Uh, same in Ireland, for example, this year, I made bogey in a short par four on, on, on on 13, I come back making birdie in 14, 15 and 16, 17. So like, it's, it's helped me out highest percentage of the time of my career. There is some times that I've gone way overboard and I've lost it. Like at Erin Hills. I mean, that's probably one of the worst times of my career. I regret that so much. And that's why it's so hard to change it because I need to slowly tailor it to, I obviously everybody gets mad on the golf course. It's just the reaction. And that's what I'm trying to work on. I hate. I hate that because I'm not a, play- a person that complains, but I hate the fact that it sounds like I'm so whiny because I'm really not. It's just deflecting over missing a shot. That's a lot of people do it. I just do it more vocally and I hate that part about me. You know, I hate how there is some kids that can see that and and think that's normal. I, I don't like it, but I'm really trying to work on it and I'm aware of that. It's just something It's slowly, it's gotten better. I mean, I time from college till now. Slowly it's getting better. I try to. But the, the hardest thing for me is when people assume that that's who I am, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm a very different person outside the golf course. You know, when I'm competing, I'm passionate for what I do. I
0: work hard for what I do, so yeah, I get you know I get upset when I miss something. And see, that's what I I have a hard time with. Like people say, oh, so and so acts this way on the golf course, like they shouldn't act that way. And I was like, have you ever had a business deal go bad? Like, do you smile and laugh your way through it? No, you get pissed off. Like, and this is your job, mm-hmm. and when things go wrong. You get mad, and you're loud, too. I mean, I get it. You don't want to do it in front of kids. And True. You don't want to look. I think you don't really realize it until you see yourself on TV one time, and you're like, oh, God, that's what i act yeah. like. That's, that's what Th- I think. There's, there's some bad moment. Like,
2: man, yeah. But at the same time, I have some great, like, you know, celebrations. Yeah. But I made that part in Tori, I mean, it's – I honestly – you know, I love these players to death, and, and, and they're great players, but when, like, Dustin or Brooks win and just do this, it's yeah. like – I feel like it's so anticlimactic. Like, yeah.
0: Winning's hard. Well, like, mean, at least I think it is. Like, like I, I don't know.
2: You know, I was like, okay. It's like, well, I'm done. So, yeah. It's like, you know, like I'd rather see like when Tiger used to. And if you go back in the 80s, they had reactions. I mean, they threw their hats. They turned around. They ran on the green. It was more normal to than what it is right now. And I'm not going to be one of these people who has a poker face 18 holes. And, and it's not going to. I have zero emotion, not a chance in this world. I'm you, yeah, you to probably, for that. Yeah, you wouldn't play well. I mean, <laughs> that's not you. No, and I've tried. There's been times that I've tried, and that's when I missed the cut because I'm content. It's just going against my nature. So, like, the one thing I really focus on is just how that reaction comes across, right? And how I channel it. And it's slowly getting better. There's some times where I might still lose it a little bit, but I really, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. It's a continuous work of uh, of how to get it done. And uh, again, if I could just snap my
1: fingers and fix it like that, it would. The The interesting thing about that is like the media will jump on you and be like, hey, he needs to calm it down. He needs to be more flatline and all this stuff. Meanwhile... Like, if you look at the stats last year, I think you were number one in bounce back. Meaning, like, when you made a bogey, you come back to the next hole with more birdies than anyone on. So, so like, it's not a negative to your game. It's not like, hey, it's hurting him for multiple holes in a row. It's like, you have that reaction, and it's done. And the next hole, you bounce back and make birdies. So, I'm like, why would he change that? He's the best dude on the planet Earth in terms of bouncing back after bogeys. Mm -hmm. When he gets mad, he comes back and makes birdies more than anyone in the world. So So why, Why would he change that? Do you know why I believe?
2: And one of the reasons why I think it seems so bad in golf is because announcers and journalists keep calling it emotional like i'm an unstable person that i might you know do something <laughs> <It's> stable <laughs> if you any boat jackson was called passionate yeah breaking bats over his head on a baseball field it's just yes it's, exactly. good point it a, we're all passionate sport. about yeah. every other sport they're passionate yeah in golf we're emotional like we're somehow damaged mentally
0: yeah. i've always said that like golfers get Criticized when they break a club or something. I was like, these baseball guys break their bats all the time. Hockey guys break. Football their sticks players cool. come over and slam their They're helmet on the side line. Line. It's not the like difference? Tiger never got mad on a golf course. Well, no, he yeah. as much as anybody. He's never criticized over that. All right. Well, I got a little true or false with you leading to that. Oh, there we go. So oh, here we we, go. we talked earlier Fun stuff. about Kelly being a track star, throwing the javelin. True or false. Kelly can throw a javelin further than you can throw a golf club.
2: <laughs> oh man! I actually, I know she can throw a ja- she could throw a javelin 130 feet. I've never measured how far I can throw. How many yards? Is I that? think we got should have math
0: majors it? in here. 130 feet. Well, there's three feet in 100 yards, so. it's No, oh, hold on. I'm mean, let's see. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're all right. let's go, yards. boys. No, she had thrown further than 130 feet.
2: No, 130 feet. Have you thrown a javelin? Have you seen how it's hard?
1: I feel like. Well, how big? I don't even know. Isn't it three feet and a yard? So what is that? There's 300 yards? feet and
0: 100 yards. Dude. it's just over 40 yards. Come on, so yeah, not 40 yards. You're better than 40 yards. Yeah, I feel like she I, think could, I think you could. Throw I know you can iron. throw. a club over 40 yards. forty yards. I think we should set up a little contest
1: between you and Kelly one day. That'd be good. That'd be good. Get the juices flowing. You know what I mean? <laughs> a little little marriage rivalry here. Bro. No, I I, mean, I I I could just because of my size,
2: I could probably throw a club further. <laughs> she can definitely throw a javelin further than me, by far. All right. So
0: true, you can throw a club further. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's all I was looking for. It's, yeah. Yeah, I believe. Oh, it. is this one? I thought no, that, that, was that, that was mine. Now, I'm sure has got there's some go. very funny. No,
1: I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even know we were doing a true or false I didn't know we were doing a rapid. Whatever, whatever you come up uh, with, I had one or true uh, or false. True or false, you win a major in 2020. Ooh, That's right what off the mean? top you, of the you, head, I,
2: head. I can't answer that. If I say yes and I don't win, I look like no, you know, No, no, no but if so you say yes
1: and it happens, they're like, look. First off, there's two options. It's true or false. There's not a third. No, true. If you just say true, and it's like true. Joe Namath for, with the speak, Super Bowl when he won. Best for myself. You say true. true. Yeah. yeah. If you say false, you look kind of. Soft. No, you have to say true. There's <laughs> only one answer to that. Is right, listen,
2: <laughs> I can come, I can come out looking bad or
0: good in either answer. So okay, I've, I'm, I'm going to answer true. I have a serious you, question for on you. your behalf. So Phoenix Open is most likely my last PGA Tour event. Okay, mm-hmm. you've you've won quite a few times on tour. You're not going to lose your card probably ever. If it comes down to me and you in a playoff, will <laughs> you throw it for me? Hell no. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah. no, not you're, a chance. You're my least word. favorite guest we've ever had on the <laughs> Sub Park podcast. Hell no, I'm I'm way too competitive. There's no, I can't physically actually try to throw it. Not a chance in this world. Yeah, you can you just top it in that
0: lake that's uh, right there in front of you? Not if I can carry it. <sighs> okay, well you least you're to gonna try. have to do it on your. You're gonna have to win All right. outright. I had to ask. You do not need a playoff. He's the scenario. fourth person I've asked. I've had two yeses with throw it and two noes.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Especially after just said I won to win that tournament so bad. Oh, yeah. yeah he just point. said he that was his that. number one. Pick another
0: one. Maybe I say yeah. Oh, well, no. This is my one. last one, bro. Exactly. That's all I got. We're yeah. hoping you topped in and you move on to the following week. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Anyways, I'm over you. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: what would you expect?
0: That's yeah. true. Who you said better, yes get, it, you better get him out right, dude. Uh, Justin Thomas said yes, but he was also drinking a little bit when he did say yes. He probably lied to me. And, and he's lying. Ch- Chesrivi also said he would throw it for me. Okay. Let's see. I hope all four of us get in the playoffs. And they throw it. That's going to be awkward. <laughs> and see what happens. And <laughs> Gary Woodland also said no. Who's supposed to be one of my best friends. What a, and he just won the US Open. He's exempt for forever. And, and he's won Phoenix already. Yeah, and he's won Phoenix. Yeah, let me have one. Can I get something? God. You know what I mean? How like, much you do you money. need? How much do you need? You know? What's, oh, how much is the? I've enough? actually asked five people. Perez said uh, no as well. Because oh, wow. he's like, oh, I'm not exempt for...
1: Just You're striking year. out. You better just go and ahead his, and win this thing outright. Yeah, his, yeah.
0: his caddy H was there. And H is like, no, he's not throwing. I was like, H, I'll still give you the win percentage, like what you would have got." He's just like, straight. okay, Relax. okay. Yeah. All right, we'll do it. I'll give him, him, a, I'll give him a horrible out. number. I'll give him a terrible <laughs> yeah. number. Are you sure it's 150? It looks like
1: 110. No, dude, it's 150. Just it's hit, the hit, the
0: hit the nine. Um, should we get into some little
1: wrap?
2: rap
0: stuff here
2: hello guys it's john rum at Subpart the podcast and i'm gonna be rapping uh king drink lamar's king kunta uh, i'm looking at the lyrics because i do not want to say some of the bad words and get in trouble yes so i need to catch myself so uh hopefully hopefully it's uh i'm
0: excited
1: kill yes, kill this dude this Let's is your time to, you're about to get famous
2: i got a bone to pick i don't want you, monkey mouth mother see me my throne again how language too by the way yeah yeah I'm mad, they mad, but I ain't stressing, <laughs> true friends, <laughs> one question, Where so yeah. you and I was walking, now around the game, get the whole world talking King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him, Kunta, black man taking all losses, so yeah, Where you and I was walking, now around the game, get the whole world talking King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off him, What you got the yams? The yam is a be <laughs> <laughs> You can smell it when I'm walking down the street. Smell that! Fucking big rapping. Better rapper with the Ghost Rider. What the f happened? <laughs> That's what I wouldn't tell. But most of y'all sharing shame like that you got the bottom bunk in a two man cell. John Rom. Something's in the water. Uh. But if I got a god, those the gold then I'd rather be a bomb than a motherfucking baller. you and I was walking. Now run right the get the whole world talking King Kunta. Everybody want to cut the legs off him. Kunta. Black man taking all losses. So, yeah. you when I was walking. See? The hype man is already
0: lost. Drew Stoltz on the hype
1: man. Yeah! John <laughs> God,
0: that's the incredible. It's prior.
2: Manipulated Bill Clinton with desires 24, 7, 3, 65 days times 2 I was contemplating game stay just to go back to the hood See my enemy and say
0: For Spaniard I
2: was
1: Spaniard
2: <laughs> I cut the legs off him Kunta Black man taking all I so yeah For you when I was walking Now Randy King Get the whole world talking King Kunta Everybody wanna look at the rest Of him I was gonna kill a couple rappers, but they did it to themselves. Everybody suicidal, didn't even need my help. This eventually, i would probably go to jail. If I cheated you, I didn't bounce to the left like a flag in my city. Everybody screaming, come to my city, probably rough for me. And when I'm done, to be honest, then I put that in my mouth. and my baby boots. 20 million walking out the club, better oh, woo woo. Oh yeah. Yeah, an past 25, and I was a little nappy with the world behind them. Life ain't about it. Come are you okay? Anya, are you okay? Limited with the goal, play straight from the bottom. Mr. Betty, out of his, from the question to a prince, to a mother... Yeah.
1: Spender! Oh, Spender!
0: Incredible. At least wow. you have a fallback plan. Wow.
1: Shut it. Drop the mic.
0: Sleazy, what an amazing interview that was with John Rahm. Couldn't thank him enough for taking the time out. He was absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's some cool stuff. I mean, between the Tiger stuff at the Ryder Cup. And then what's mind-blowing to me is here's this kid in Spain who's become the top three player in the world. No college coaches were on this kid. This kid was, like, begging to come to the States to play golf, and no one knew of him. No one heard of him. No one wanted him. And uh, guess what? College coaches work harder. I'll take him on my team. There's some diamonds in the rough over there. But, yeah, it was so cool for him. And, by the way, how about his little hip-hop? His his boy's into a little hip-hop, too. Yes, which he loves it. He loves it, by the way. He can go. Oh, he goes. Who, who, who raps better, him or you? Oh, that, I mean, dude, it's it's definitely me. I, I taught. I'm like Master Splinter. He's like my little ninja turtle. We might
0: have to have him back and do a little battle.
1: We'll we'll get a battle back. We'll definitely get him back in the studio. And if that when that happens, we might have to
0: have a little a little uh battle just just to determine who's got it. All right. Well, that'll do it for episode one, Sleeves. Next week. We've got the U.S. Open champ Gary Woodland sitting in the hot seat with us. Yeah, the bar, the bar has been set. Woodland's got to get over. It. I don't know if he could rap
1: like John, but I know he used to dress like a rapper when he used to wear the he used to wear the the Kangol suits with the one yep. leg rolled up. We need to get into some stuff with Gary, so that'll be a fun one too. He is he is a great man, and
0: he's a very entertaining. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one with him as well. I love it. We'll, we'll dive deep into Gary Woodland, find out a lot of interesting things about him, even his little sociology path at the University of Kansas
1: exactly. big degree from the University of Kansas big sociology student he is a very well read individual on sociology
0: but that'll be next week on Subpar looking forward to it